You're a conscious luminary and you're getting it going in the NFT space. Welcome to Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. I'm your host, Dr. Peace Uche, also known as Doc Peace. Golden Meta Sessions is a time to celebrate creative expression, featuring NFT creatives who share their doses of inspiration on how they got started, plus tips and strategies on how to boldly creatively express to empower your NFT journey and achieve your version of success. New episodes drop weekly every Thursday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so press subscribe for your weekly dose of Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. Today, we have an incredible guest for you, Mr. McGill Sellis, aka Miggy Crypto. Miggy is a crypto blockchain enthusiast and supporter. He's an NFT creator and consultant, community builder, and manager. Welcome, Miggy. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm, I'm super glad to have the opportunity to meet you. You're so very welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's dive on in into how we are going to, or how you are currently building a better world with the blockchain and NFTs. Well, right now I've been very fortunate to uh, get involved with a very great team of people. Um, I've been involved with the blockchain space for about 10 years now. I started with Bitcoin, buy, selling, trading, you know, just checking out everything that I could, getting involved every way that I could, you know, meeting like-minded people, starting groups and just trying to educate and expand the space um, forward to now where I've been recently involved with NFTs since February. Um went to my first event in April, uh, met some really great people. Uh, one specifically, uh, my friend named Ken Bozak, huge, uh, NFT influencer and creator and seller in the space. He's been doing it since 2017. I just kind of took what he was doing and decided to, you know, grow that. Um, and so now I, I'm just doing things where we're super involved in, uh, creating events that, um, everybody can go to you know, making uh, inclusivity a thing, you know, trying to involve everybody that we can, educating people as much as possible, onboarding them, bringing them into a friendly environment that they can ask questions and learn and not have to worry about somebody trying to take advantage of them, Uh, doing things like, you know, giving things away, NFTs, cryptocurrency, uh, creating events, just again, just for specific, just to have people come in and talk about things like this. So it's been great that we've been able to really get involved in uh, that I've been able to get to this point where we're helping people, you know, I've been able to help artists, you know, learn how to monetize their art in a new way or uh, employ them by having them create art for me to sell as uh, under my collection and my brand. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool to, to see, you know, that blockchain technology has, uh, you know, the ability to really change our environment and our society in a good way and kind of bring people together and incentivize them to work together and to help each other, you know, and whether you're doing it for your own benefit or not, the end goal is that you're going to be incentivized to help others. And so no matter what, you're going to get something out of it too. So it's a win-win situation. And uh, that's what we're doing. We're taking the blockchain, crypto and NFTs, and we're, we're helping people learn to empower themselves and we're helping them to be a part of a community and also teach them how to build communities as well. Love it. I love what you said about incentivizing the community to help each other, incentivizing the community to work together, to co-create. It's absolutely beautiful. 
what you're doing. I want to dive deeper into into the work that you're doing, the events that you're putting on. But before we get into that, I'm curious. I'm always interested in the story, the backstory. Mm -hmm. How did you get involved in the crypto space? How did you become Miggy Crypto? <clears throat> so again, like I started in 2011. Um, I don't really remember like what it was that got me involved. Uh, I just remember that I found out about, you know, the technology of the blockchain and then Bitcoin, you know, was the first innovation that came out. And just the implications on what Bitcoin had the ability to do, you know, the type of empowerment it had financially to give to people, like to everybody. It didn't matter who you were, how rich you were, how poor you were. Everybody had the opportunity that as long as you have the ability to access this technology and this cryptocurrency, then you have a chance um, to really do more for yourself without the need of banks or intermediaries or government officials, whatever, anything. So I really fell in love with that idea because it just, I really understood then that it's really the thing that we need to get our, uh, our community back, you know, working together and working away from these corporations and these central banks um, and these governments, you know, that aren't really doing things in our best interests. And, you know, so we have the power to really do things for ourselves and govern it in a way that everybody is, uh, is can participate you know, that everybody gets a say, everybody gets a vote in a sense. You know, we've seen that being created with the DAOs that are being structured, uh, organizations that are uh, decentralized by having groups of people participate by investing into that project. And so everybody gets a vote into what happens within that project. You know, you can build communities and societies based on those concepts. And then fast forward, you know, 10 years later of just kind of not really doing much in the space, just again, connecting with the right people who are interested, talking about it, always being a big supporter of it, uh, despite the lack of support that I got. Because, you know, for 10 years, there was not very many people who were interested. There were, you know, you had the media against it, you had the governments against it, all the banks against it, and then friends and family who were just not very supportive because they didn't understand or believe it, you know, uh, not a lot of people did. So to get through that, you know, just to stick with it, you know, and just get to a point where I didn't really care what anybody believed. I just knew like, Hey, at some point, you know, this is going to catch on because like when you realize like, Hey, I can really do a lot for myself with this. So, uh, come around to like, you know, the NFTs, um, in February, I had a friend, uh, his name is Shawnee bear. He runs a show called just on crypto on YouTube. And, uh, he gave me my first NFT. He posted about it and was talking, you know, about the art and it was like the collectability and like, Hey, this was worth this much when I bought it. And now it's worth this much. And, you know, I understood the cryptocurrency world pretty well on the blockchain. So the way that these NFTs operated and the type of value they had, like it made sense to me. So I talked to him, he jumped on a zoom call with me and he was like, Hey, this is the deal with NFTs. Check out this platform, get in Ken Bozak's community on telegram. And then he gave me my first NFTs. My first ones were um, Street Fighter NFTs. So I'm operating on the blockchain called, uh, excuse me, called the Wax blockchain. Um, Capcom has re basically taken over the, the Wax protocols and the blockchain to restructure it and make it what it is now on Atomic Hub. Uh, so it's very gamified. So the Street Fighter NFTs, I believe, were some of the first ones that came out. Uh, so I got one of those, <clears throat> started getting in the community, kind of meeting people, you know, asking questions, just uh, getting to see, you know, what everybody was about, um, which was very familiar to me as I'd done that, you know, the years prior, getting in groups, creating them, talking to people. Um, 
and this was at the time, you know, like we were pretty heavy in the pandemic. So wasn't really a lot else to do. I was working. Uh, I lost my job as a bartender uh, in Dallas. And then I went to go stay with my family in New Mexico and was working with my sister and brother-in-law uh, in their food truck, which I'm actually going to go help them tonight as well. Um, so I went to live with them for a while and uh, got to the MT stuff. So started checking out the communities because I had extra time, you know, especially being in the truck, just hanging out. So I was just chatting around. Uh, and then about a week later, my nephew passed away. Uh, he was 18 years old. Uh, it was super devastating um, for our family, uh, even now, like very difficult. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, like uh, after we kind of got through the funeral and all that, um, you know, like I understood that it was uh, one of those things that like, you know, it changes your life. Like, um, <clears throat> like you make a choice, you know, like you either let it change you and you take that change and you make the best out of it. Or, you know, it destroys you. And so, um, sorry. So, like, my only focus was, like, you know, like, hey, I've got to, you know, keep doing something for my family, keep moving forward. So I just got super involved in the community, um, spent so much time, you know, just uh, talking to people, helping them, uh, just, you know, just doing more of whatever I could to stay connected. Um because it was very difficult and I was with my family, you know, at the time. So it was okay. Cause we you know we were getting it, getting through it together. But uh, you know, we all talked about, like, we all knew that we all had to do something or for ourselves, you know, we all had to move forward in a big way that, you know, this had to be a catalyst for a big change because this wasn't something small that happened. And so uh, we, you know, fortunately we got through it. Um, I just kept, like I said, getting involved in the community, just stayed in the Telegram groups, on Twitter, on Facebook groups, just helping people out. Because what I was discovering is that, you know, even though I wasn't like very deep into the NFTs at that point, <clears throat> technology is the same. Blockchain, you know, created, was the first, had the first innovation of the cryptocurrency Bitcoin. And then now the next innovation of that are NFTs. And so when you can understand how that evolution happens and what how that connection is, you know, it was very easy for me to be able to direct people and guide them. And a lot of new people were coming in and didn't know what to do, where to go, how to buy, how to sell, where to hold it. So I started doing more of that, <clears throat> started uh, making my own NFTs. My dog actually was my first one uh, that I made. I made a co- I have a collection called Crypto Hounds that I started. She was one of my first NFTs. Got a lot of support from the community. Uh just because, you know, I had, I had built so much trust with everybody and very supportive group uh, being in Ken Bozak's group. So I had a huge, you know, a lot of people buy my NFTs and support me. And then some suggested like, hey, you should also um, start a new group and like, you know, um, talk about your NFTs there, post them, you know, share them, whatever. And uh, I started another collection called Real World 144. And that was uh, more like landscaping editing photos. I got my first photo from a friend of mine. Uh, I used to go to school with his brother and he had a photo that he put out on Facebook. It's like, Hey, do you mind if I use this for some stuff? <clears throat> so I used that into that collection as well. And then started doing other photo edits of my own and mimicking them off of a game uh, that was in the NFT space. They had landscapes. So I was finding real landscapes and then just kind of adapting them to look like the cards um, to the point where I started my collection, which is my main one. Now the crypto crypto collection um started you know doing that getting more involved then meeting artists who you know had really really great art you know super talented people and they just weren't able to get any attention on their art or make any sales so 
I was spending a lot of time, you know, invested into the community and online. And that's sort of what I figured out over the next couple of months was that, you know, that involvement, especially right now in such a new space is important. You have to be present. You have to engage in the community. And if there is none, you have to create it. You have to build it because there's so few. And so if you don't have a community that you like or that you really fit in with, then you just have to start your own by engaging with people, talking to people, just kind of showing them what you're about and then seeing whether they agree or they like it and they want to, you know, follow and listen. So for me, my experience really helped me out a lot because uh, I've been doing, you know, this for 10 years. So it was really easy to get people to trust me because I would just help them, you know, for free. There's a lot of people that, you know, charge for information and stuff. So started getting involved, uh, went to my first event in April, which was the Miami crypto experience, met Ken Bozak in person. Uh, now we're great friends. I'm like one of his main team members, uh, that manages his NFT project and and token that we're releasing, um, hung out with him, got to meet a lot of the crew that actually was, were running the event. Um, and just really kind of solidified my, my spot in the, in the community. Um, yeah, it was great, you know, because everybody knew who Ken was and what he's about and he's, you know, his, what he's built that community based on it really inspired me to do more because like he's such a giving person, you know, like he's a real deal, you know, person, like he's the crypto guy, like he's been doing it as long as I have, he's all about, you know, the community about giving and about helping others. So he's, he's, man, he's been able to, I mean, I don't even know hundreds of artists, you know, get them paid in big ways, you know, to make money and some of them, you know, for, for long-term, so getting to meet him in person and really vibe with him, you know, like we're really connected. And so like now he's one of my best friends. We've spent lots of time together. I'm actually going to be going to see him in New, in New York uh, here soon and spending, yes. you know, some time with him going back to Miami again. Um, so that event was in Miami that I met him at. <clears throat> Had a good time. Really, like I said, got myself into like that groove of like, hey, I'm part of this community now. Like this is this is it. Like this is a big commit. This is the commitment. Um. So wow. a lot of people started really, you know, reaching out to me uh, because I was more so beginning to actually associate with him more like in real life. Then a month later, he decided to have an event in Miami again, the same week of the Bitcoin conference, we decided to throw our own. So um, I got involved with that and then ended up being one of the main organizers and was like the main host during the actual event. So it went from being in his community, meeting him to like, hey, I'm actually running his his event, you know, so in Miami. Yeah, so cool. We built that trust real quick and, you know, just kind of vibed. And so he enabled me to do that with his other uh, team member. That is so um, cool, Maggie. What your story is so amazing. And I feel like it, it just keeps going, <laughs> going to that connection. Just it's all about connections, building, absolutely growing. I want to dive deeper into these events that you're putting on and that you put on in the past um, and how you've supported your community by, by really giving this free information, because you said, I, I feel like you're the real deal, Miggy, you're the real deal. And I love what you're doing. Earlier, you were sharing with us how your biggest catalyst was the unfortunate loss of your nephew, and you wouldn't have done any of what you're doing now if it weren't for that moment in your life. You also shared how this, this time right now, that is where we are at with, in terms of our NFT process and history is reminds you of when 10 years back, when the crypto first opened up and you were not so involved as you were 
now in this space. So you're basically using this time right now to do what you wish you would have done 10 years ago. And that was dive in head first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was something that I spoke with uh, Lauren about on her show was that just letting people know that, hey, the first way to do anything in the space or get involved is to just get involved. Just do whatever it is that you can join a group, you know, reply on a post, um, share tweet, you know, get on Telegram, Discord spaces, clubhouse, like it's everywhere. Like if you have an interest and you want to learn something, find somebody, find somewhere, ask a question, you know, go on YouTube, Google search, whatever you have to do, just get involved because that's what, you know, it's propelled me, you know, like my involvement of just deciding to do what I've always wanted to do and do what I know what I can do. Um, because that's the biggest thing is that, you know, like I finally found people who can appreciate the value and what I have to offer and say, uh, because like, again, for 10 years, we didn't, a lot of us didn't get that, you know, we had to be self-supportive, you know, that like, that's what real faith is. You know, like people don't understand they want to equate it to just don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm a big believer in, in divine, but some people don't, you know, they only equate faith to like having faith in a God, but it's like, faith is just faith. You know, it's just, you believe in something, no matter what anybody else says. And you know, that in your heart, it's going to, it's true. And that it's, you know, it's going to be what you think, what you know, it is like, it's less about the wanting it to be something and knowing that it is. So <clears throat> like getting that support, you know, is, is, was, is very, uh, I almost would say it's addictive, you know, because like now I have people who appreciate the value in that and I can, you know, help them and they're taking it in and then they can return that value by giving it to others. So that's where kind of I'm in that zone right now is that I'm helping build this community. I've started building my own. I'm managing several online communities um, in addition to helping launch tokens, uh, manage other projects, and then onboard artists and employ them. So after the event in April, we had our event in Miami, uh, which was called Shitcoin 2021. We were doing it to be ironic in tandem of the Bitcoin conference because we found that that conference is very exclusive. Oh. $1,200 tickets in Miami. So <clears throat> not something that like anybody can really just go to on a whim or even be walking down the street and be like, Hey, you know what? I want to check this out. It's like 900 bucks, you know, just to go in and check things out to, to basically be pitched. You know, they they have some education stuff. Like I'm not going to take away from it. It's a great conference, but a lot of it is tailored and geared towards investors and people who have money and will give them money so that they can make the money which isn't a bad thing. You know, whatever we need to do to bring people into Bitcoin space and help it flourish for the rest of us, like is fine. It's what it's going to, this is what it takes, but the lack of having the ability to <clears throat> bring in just everyday people, anybody, everybody, like that's, what's going to, that's, what's stalling things. You know, that's, what's preventing the onboarding. Everybody wonders why it's not like everybody's not just rushing in. It's because like, well, they can't, it's not a lot of access to it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things happening that, Hey, you don't, Unless you're willing to spend a lot of money and like go on a flight, get a hotel, go out and buy the ticket, you know, get off of work, you know, it's not really going to happen. So we decided to have our event. Our event was all donation based, basically free, whatever you wanted to give and donate sponsorship. Everything was all donations. Um, Day of the event, the door price was five bucks. So you could walk in. And we basically talked about everything that wasn't Bitcoin, you know, highlighted a lot of smaller projects, individual groups companies people of like really solid things that were going on you know good teams good projects and so 
basically what's considered shit coins. It's not Bitcoin or Ethereum. That's what they call it. So we had that conference to highlight them to be like, hey, there are good alternatives. There are good projects and people that are working together and they're not, it's not necessarily Bitcoin or Ethereum. You know, they've taken what has been offered and built off of that. Like that was the whole point. Wow. And yeah, it's been great. So I've got, I'm getting involved with those events. We had our own event in Miami. Uh, I'm now going to New York for an NFT.NYC event out there. Um, my team's hosting a Halloween party as well in Manhattan. After that, I'll be attending. Um, I'll be there, by the way. Where in New York? Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Our Halloween, <laughs> we're having a Halloween party in Manhattan. So let's go. Uh, yes, no, definitely go. So I, let me backtrack real quick before I lose time. So before all this happened, like after the event in Shitcoin, we met a, a producer who was creating a movie, an NFT documentary called NFT the Movie. We got interviewed. He interviewed Ken Bozek. I got an interview. He interviewed some people at the event. Um, after that, I ended up getting a call from him uh, asking to come to Utah to go help them with. Uh... Oh, wait, I'm so sorry. Actually, I met them again back in California after that event. Talk with them some more. Uh, you know, they were asking some questions about NFTs because that's what they're going to, you know, their mo- documentary was about NFTs and it was also going to be, you know, involved in NFTs. So they're going to have their own. So met them again, talk with them. Really great crew, really great guy. His name's Jeff Crane. Um, he's the main one that started, you know, putting all this together and uh, ended up getting a call after the, uh, my, after the California event at Newport Beach. He brought me out to Utah to do some advising for them um and so i got put on their team after you know spending some time with them and kind of consulting them a bit he decided to bring me on as a full-time advisor uh gave me ownership of the movie as well and then uh put me on the cast listing so we just submitted the film to sundance film festival it's a documentary about nfts and the real life people behind them you know so they filmed in texas in utah in Florida, in my, and, uh, I'm sorry, in California, and then also in Puerto Rico. So, you know, all we hear about right now is like people that are, oh, million dollars sold here. You know, this punks was sold there. Oh, here's a scam here. But nobody ever really hears about, oh, hey, here's like the people, here's like real people who are using NFTs to like actually help not just themselves, but build their community. You know, do are doing real life things with these NFTs. So they made a movie about it. It's called NFT the movie. Wow. And you're in it. I'm in it. Yeah. And there's yes. a lot of big names in it. Uh, a lot of other, my friend, Ken Bozak, he's, he's got a huge following. He's in the movie. Um, Brock Pierce and Brittany Pierce. I don't know if you're familiar with Brock Pierce, but he's a childhood actor. He's now like a billionaire crypto enthusiast, big advocate, but he was like the main actor in the mighty one, one of the main actors in the mighty ducks movies. Uh, he would, Oh, he was the, the kid in the first kid uh, with Sinbad. That's Brock Pierce. Uh, he's now, he's been running for president, all sorts of things. Great guy, huge crypto advocate, does a lot for the community, very involved with politics, you know, governments and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So he's in the movie too. So all these cool people, big names. And then I got, I got added in, you know, with the crew, they decided to keep my part in the movie. I'm on the cast listing. Now I have ownership as well. Uh, and I'm on the advisory board. So we submitted Sundance film festival recently. Uh, we're waiting for approval. But um, fingers crossed, you know, we'll be going back to Utah to Park City for the Sundance Film Festival in January. Then we'll doing premieres and all that kind of stuff. So that Congratulations. happened. You know? Yeah, that and happened. Thank you. Just happened just <laughs> because of my involvement. You know, like I met Ken. I uh, he uh, they needed volunteers for the event, his event. So I volunteered. 
ended up being one of the main people helping run it, met the movie crew, and then went out to California again on an opportunity for an event, met Ken there, hung out, met the movie crew again. Ken and I ended up road tripping across the country to the East Coast from California. We went to North Carolina to see another friend. First, we stopped in Sedona to see one of our friends named Nanu, a really great artist. Then we went to uh, North Carolina to see our other friend, who's also an artist named Nathan. Then we drove to Florida, and then I drove back to Texas. I had my dog with me on the whole trip, the one that I started my collection with. Your NFT dog. Yeah. <laughs> Even when she was actually in the movie. She's actually in the movie as well. Um, she has a she had a bandana of the movie, the NFT, the movie. Uh, she went with me to Park City when I went to go meet the crew and kind of solidify my my role with them. Uh, she unfortunately passed away about a month ago uh, while oh, I was no. on the road. Yeah, she had lymphoma. Uh, she got diagnosed before I went to California. So I decided to take her with me on the I, we her and I crossed the country probably like two or three times. Wow. Took her ocean to ocean to the Gulf ev- everywhere I went for like two and a half, almost three months. I spent on the road driving, just traveling, hanging out, going, being part of the community, you know, just staying involved, doing things. And uh, went to New York after she passed away. Um, she passed away after I went to go see my daughter in Ohio. I got there on the last, on the first day, the next day at her soccer game. As soon as the soccer game started, I took her out to the grass and then she just kind of, she just passed away right there. Aww. Yeah, it was, it was, she was 14. So like, I knew it was coming. It was still dreadful. Like, uh, she's my friend. I had her for all 14 years and she's bent uh, all the, like I was with her 24 oh, seven and uh, we literally, yeah, it was crazy. And oh. uh, she was, like I said, my first NFT. Like that was what I started my collections with was with her and like had huge support. And so I have more art of hers that are more NFTs uh, and I'm working on getting more done. So I'm really going to, I haven't had time to really work on that collection because I've been focusing on the crypto crypto, but now that she's passed, I'm doing things. Oh, I actually have, yeah, her paw on uh, the necklace and her, some of her ashes in there. Wow. Yeah. I'm getting her paws tattooed eventually. Oh my but, gosh. How but precious. That, yeah, she's she's been a she was a big motivation. She got to meet a lot of people in the space and kind of solidify her little role, you know, like within the community. So I'm going to use her image and, and more art in the future for NFTs, uh, possibly create like an animated series, something like that, you know, like Love comic, it. whatever. Love so it. so anything can become an NFT. Everything and anything. Yeah. If you have an inspiration to do something and, you know, you can monetize almost anything. It's just a matter of like, creating maybe a utility out of it or just a connection with the community to get support. I love it. Love it. So how can we connect with you further, Miggy Crypto? Um, I'm super active on all socials, but mainly Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Crypto 33 Miggy, uh, C-R-Y-P-T-O 33 M-I-G-G-Y. And then the top, it should just say Miggy Crypto. Uh, Miggy you'll Crypto. see my profile pic. It's an image of me and the dog. Uh, we're dre- we're a cartoon Mandalorian team. She's my baby Yoda. I love it. Yeah, that's so awesome. Thank you so much, Maggie, for hopping on to our show today and for sharing with us your light, your insight, your wisdom. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It was great. I appreciate the time uh, and getting to be here and meet you for sure. Mm, you're so very welcome thank you for listening to golden meta sessions with dog peace i hope you got that dose of inspiration you were welcoming remember to subscribe new episodes drop weekly every thursday at 6 a.m eastern standard time as always reminding you it is you who ultimately chooses to consciously express and be gold a genuine original loving dreamer as you boldly step into the metaverse and achieve your version of success i'm your host dog peace 
What an honor it is to journey with you into NFTs. Stay gold.